Funding for this edition of Think Tank with Steve Adubato has been provided by the Healthcare Foundation of New Jersey, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey, the Russell Berry Foundation, making a difference, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Investors Bank, Fedway Associates, Inc., Johnson & Johnson, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, and by United Airlines. Promotional support provided by Meadowlands Chamber, building connections, driving business growth. And by NJ.com, small news, big news, true Jersey. Hi, this is Think Tank. I'm Steve Adubato. I'm pleased to be joined, as always, by my colleague, uh, Nicole Swinerton, who is the senior producer of Think Tank. This is a pretty unique Think Tank edition, right? Set it up for us, Nicole. It is. So recently, Steve, you had taped some really great segments and a panel discussion for the New Jersey Sharing Network Virtual Transplant Games. The transplant games were supposed to happen here in person, live this July, but unfortunately mm. because of COVID, they had to be rescheduled for next year. So instead they did a really awesome virtual program and these interviews um, were a part of that. So we are now airing them, we're so happy to air them on TV as well. And we were first joined by Joe Roth and Elise Glennon from the New Jersey Sharing Network to discuss these interviews. So the interviews are with uh, uh, physicians from Hackensack Meridian Health and RWJ Barnabas Health, talking all about transplant and the transplant community. By the way, Bob Garrett, the CEO of Hackensack Meridian Health, also interviewed there. You know, I don't want to assume people know what the Sharing Network is. Set it up for, for folks, because we've been involved in organ and tissue donation um, public education for years now. Tell folks who they are. It's New Jersey's um, Organ and Tissue Transplant Center. So they work with all the hospital systems in the state to um, figure out ways to get people the transplants that they need. So listen, I wanna set this up. Uh, tell folks who our funders are before we go to Think Tank. So we would love to thank Horizon, Russell Berry, RWJ Foundation, and Meadowlands. Yeah, RWJ is the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Also wanna thank uh, the Healthcare Foundation of New Jersey, Investors, Fedway, J&J, &J, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, and United Airlines. So, so this is an interesting conversation or, or interesting setup with Joe Roth and Elise Glennon from the Sharing Network. By the way, great organization. We're big, uh, I shouldn't say we're advocates of organ and tissue donation. They're the advocates. We are those who are involved in public education. But you're going to hear from a whole range of healthcare professionals talking about not just these transplant gains, but why organ and tissue donation matters so much. So on behalf of Nicole and our entire production team working behind the scenes to make things happen, without further ado, this is Think Tank. Hi, this is Steve Adubato coming to you remotely, as you can tell at this point. Um, we are honored to introduce two of our very good friends, Joe Roth, who is president and CEO. New Jersey Sharing Network, and Elise Glennon, Executive Director, New Jersey Sharing Network Foundation. Good to see you, uh, Joe and Elise. We doing all right? Yeah, good to see you too, Steve. 
Yeah, let, let's set this up. This half hour is a very important one. Uh, for those who watch our programming, you know that we have a close relationship with the Sharing Network. We are uh, advocates of promoting, if you will, organ and tissue donation. Um, Joe, real quick, what are the transplant games, which were uh, virtual in 2020, but in 2021 in New Jersey, they will be very real and very much in person. What are the transplant games and why do they matter? Well, they're very important for one, that it demonstrates just how effective organ transplant is and that people can lead normal lives afterwards. So the sport events uh, certainly bring a lot to the table to demonstrate that. But also for us and for the other uh, organ procurement organizations in the country, this is a great public education opportunity to get the word out about the need for donation and what impact the donation has uh, on people. By the way, let's make sure that the Sharing Network's website is up throughout this intro. Um, Elise, let's begin to set this up. There are two different video clips you're going to see. Um, one is a series of interviews we did with folks at Hackensack Meridian Health, a major sponsor of the work that you're doing with the uh, transplant claims. And the other is another very large healthcare organization in New Jersey, RWJ Barnabas Health. Both of these entities are underwriters of ours to disclose. Uh, that'll be in the second half of this. But these interviews, why are they so important as it relates to celebrating the 2020 virtual games? You know, uh, a lot of people think about the transplant games as a sporting event, and it is, and we get to see the power of transplantation at work um, with a variety of events over the six-day uh, period. The other thing we bring to the games are workshops throughout the week. And so for the virtual games this summer, we wanted to bring that element to the community as well. And we were so grateful that both institutions, both of our medical partners for the games, stepped up to the plate to create these virtual workshops um, to give you a sense of the other kinds of experiences people can have when they come to the, the games next summer. By the way, we're taping on August 13th. The games, the virtual games are in July, correct? Yes. And in 2021, they will be when and where? They are going to start with the opening ceremonies on July 16th, and they'll go for uh, six days at various venues throughout the city of Newark and in the Meadowlands region. We're really, we're really enthusiastic uh, about continuing to work on this and make the, making this the biggest and best transplant games yet. You got it. So let's set this up. Uh, three interviews, one with Bob Garrett, uh, who is CEO, Hackensack Meridian Health, Dr. Michelle Donato, who is uh, uh, Chief Stem Cell Transplantation and Cellular Therapy at the John Thurow Cancer Center, Hackensack University Medical Center, and Dr. Daniel Varga, Chief Physician Officer at Hackensack Meridian Health. Three compelling interviews that we did in connection with the 2020 virtual transplant games that is uh, led by the Sharing Network. And... Uh, We'll come back right after that. Let's take a look. To watch more Think Tank with Steve Adubato, find us online and follow us on social media. We are now joined by Robert Garrett. Bob Garrett is the CEO of Hackensack Meridian Health. Good to see you, Bob. Good to see you too, Steve. Look, the 2021 Transplant Games with the Sharing Network is a big deal. This summer, as we're taping, it's virtual. But the transplant initiative is so important. Talk about the significance of those transplant games with people from all over the country, the world, coming to New Jersey in 2021 in July. 
Well, it's it's it certainly is a big deal as you're uh, as you're saying, uh, Steve, and we're we're so happy to have this partnership with the uh, with the sharing network. It's important uh, to educate the public how important it is to uh, to donate um, organs to save lives. And thousands and thousands of volunteers came forward to donate their their right. um, their plasma to save lives. It's the same thing with transplant. I mean, um, donating an organ, you are going to be saving lives. And uh, you know, we have a we have a significant health crisis uh, beyond COVID in in the U.S. Um, and it's it, you know, people still are going to need transplants. People are still having heart attacks. People are, are are having strokes. And we need to focus our attention not just on COVID, but on some of these other serious illnesses. So I think the transplant games are a great great way to bring attention, potentially um, uh, raise some. Uh, some funds that are very, very important for transplantation. Um, so I'm very excited about it, and I look forward to 2021. Well said. Bob Garrett, who is the CEO of Hackensack Meridian Health. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Steve. We're now joined by Dr. Michelle Donato, is the chief of stem cell transplantation and cellular therapy division, John Thurer Cancer Center at Hackensack University Medical Center. Good to see you, doctor. Good to see you as well. Doctor, explain exactly, when we use the term bone marrow transplant or transplantation, what does it mean? It usually means that we are replacing a patient's bone marrow by somebody else's bone marrow or stem cells. And, And what diseases, when we talk about bone marrow transplantation, what diseases is it used to treat? So uh, there are malignant diseases that we treat, and there are non-malignant diseases that we treat. The malignant diseases that we treat most commonly are leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, testicular cancer, for example, and and whole other types of uh, malignant diseases. And then there are other non-malignant diseases, such as bone marrow failures, like aplastic anemia, bone marrow disorders like sickle cell disease or thalassemia, and uh, other autoimmune diseases, for example, like multiple sclerosis, uh, scleroderma, and so on. Mm. So there are very broad indications for transplantation. Uh, you know, I, I, I know we, the risk is getting deep into the weeds, as they say, but how exactly does it work? So uh, essentially, we usually use something uh, which is chemotherapy or a combination of chemotherapy and radiation to eliminate or remove the diseased bone marrow of the patient, of the recipient. And then we collect from the donor either bone marrow or peripheral blood stem cells in a bag. And then this bag gets infused intravenously into the recipient. The stem cells or bone marrow cells go into the bloodstream. And when they go inside the bone marrow, they, they stick, if you want. And then they start growing. And about two weeks later, there's a new bone marrow and there's a new immune system. Message to the folks at the New Jersey Sharing Network. Uh, obviously, the transplant games, you know, it's happening in 2021, if you will. But the message to the folks at the Sharing Network and the work they're doing every day. Oh, my goodness. So, so what we've learned in transplant is that it is all about team effort. And the team is the patient. The team is all the support structure around the patient. It's the medical team. It is the family members. We are that. So the games does uh, embody the spirit of teamwork. I have that unbelievable respect and admiration for the patients that go through it and for their family. 
and for these organizations that really help support all of these elements. The gift of life. Absolutely. I have tremendous gratitude. We are honored to be joined by Dr. Dan Varga, who is the Chief Physician Executive of Hackensack Meridian Health. Good to see you, Dr. Varga. Good to see you, Steve. To the public right now, to those watching, people who are part of the New Jersey Sharing Network community, interested in the 2021 transplant games that are going to be held, you know, uh, the 16th to the 21st um, in, in July, this year virtual. But those listening right now, watching right now, say, you know, this thing with the masks, the social distancing, <clears throat> it's getting a little tiresome. Um, do we really have to do this, you say? Uh, it's a real simple reply for me. Um, the, the basics of infection prevention are going to be key for us until we get to a place where we can do vaccination broadly. Um, and that really comes down to three very, very simple things. We have to wash our hands. Uh, we have to maintain social distance. And when we can't, particularly when we can't maintain social distance, we should be in a mask. Um, I look at it this way. The, the epidemiology on this is that the reason you're wearing a mask is to not give somebody else an exposure. To me, it's, it's a courtesy, it's a grace that we're extending to our, to our fellow citizens, to our family members, to our friends, to our teammates at work. Um, that's why you're doing it. Um, you know, if we really want to prevent, you know, transmission from somebody who's an actively sick COVID patient, we have a completely different PPE protocol for that. But when we're just living with each other day in and day out, wearing the mask is a sign of grace uh, to your fellow citizen. And I don't know why we wouldn't want to do it, but uh, I think it's going to be with us until we can be very certain that uh, we all are walking around with immunity. The 2021 Transplant Games in New Jersey, led by the Sharing Network in New Jersey. The importance of that when it comes to um, the whole transplant organ tissue um, donation and transplant process, the importance of the Transplant Games would be? Well, I mean, I think one of the things we found, Steve, very quickly inside the, the COVID pandemic was real life healthcare continues to go on and people need transplants, people need cancer surgery, people need uh, cardiac catheterizations. And COVID has preoccupied us so much in terms of the way we allocate resources, et cetera. I think the, the spookiest thing for me coming out, of, coming out of the COVID surge was the degree to which we were finding increased morbidity and mortality from folks who were not seeking care. And, and that's particularly sensitive in transplant. If, you know, when you have folks on a, with a clock ticking uh, in terms of being able to survive and knowing that you, you need to be able to still transplant those people safely, even in a COVID positive kind of uh, uh, scenario, is we've got to figure out a way to keep the normal flow of healthcare delivery um, in New Jersey intact so that folks who need care other than being treated for COVID get it right place, right time, and without delay. Well said, Dr. Dan Barger. We thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. To see more Think Tank with Steve Adubato programs and to listen to Think Tank with Steve Adubato, the podcast, visit us online at steveadubato.org. 
If you would like to express an opinion, email us at info at caucusnj.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PhD, and follow us on Twitter at steveadubato. In the fabric of America, they are the toughest threads. One of the first things they learned was the code that every service member lives by, leave no one behind. Now all of us need to live by it too, because some veterans are being left behind. 20 of them take their own lives every day. Learn how to be there for a veteran at BeThereForVeterans.com. Honor the code. Be there. Leave no one behind. Welcome back, folks. We're talking to Joe Roth and Elise Clendon from the New Jersey Sharing Network. Joe, let me, let's set this up. We're about to see a clip from uh, some leaders at RWJ Barnabas Health, the other major healthcare system supporting the work of uh, the Sharing Network and the Transplant Games. We raise a lot. We have to raise money as a not-for-profit. You have to raise money as a not-for-profit. Tell folks, A, why it's so important, and B, where that money goes. Well, as, as you said, we are not-for-profit, so... Uh we have to work on either money that we we develop from revenue or raise money to get programs going which uh can, can cost a lot i mean we're talking about up to 10,000 participants in this game who which even though they pay entry fees there still has to be money to pay for venues and public relations and so on and so forth so it's very important to raise money absolutely and at least remind people how many people are waiting in new jersey and across the nation um, for an organ. Now, currently, there are about 110,000 people waiting for an organ nationally. 4,000 of them live in the state of New Jersey. I ask you this every time. How much progress are we making? How far do we need to go? You know, um, we have an incredible team at the Sharing Network who work 24 hours a day, seven days a week to ensure transplant happens and donation happens. Um, we are continuing to make progress, but obviously um, the waiting list is still long. There are still people waiting. There will always be people waiting because as we get more and more medical advances, more and more people are added to the list who otherwise may not have uh, survived. So we do need to continue our public education efforts through these transplant games and all other programming to ensure people register to be a donor and speak with their family about their wishes. Joe, before we go to this clip, uh, real quick, the impact of COVID on organ tissue donation. How serious? Well, it was, it was serious for the months of uh, March and April. Uh, things started to come back when all the transplant centers in New Jersey started back up on June 1st. So, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, we're still learning as we go along, but now transplants are starting to happen again, and we're also starting to realize donors and organs for transplant. Well said. Let's set up this clip. Uh, three uh, leaders from RWJ Barnabas Health, again, an underwriter of the work that we do, uh, as well as the, the work of the Sharing Network, Dr. Stuart Geffner, uh, Dr. Margarita Camacho, and Dr. Deepa Iyer, three compelling, important physician leaders Let's check it out. Welcome to a very special program in connection with the 2021 Transplant Games put on by the New Jersey Sharing Network. You're gonna be meeting three um, physicians who are dedicating their lives to transplant, uh, transplantation process, changing lives, saving lives. This program is simply called the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on transplant. Why are you so committed to the work of the Sharing Network, A, and then B, we'll talk about the transplant games. 
So at our transplant centers work hand in hand with the Sherry Network. We, we can't do what we do, what our mission is to help patients without the work of the Sherry Network. Um, obviously, in order to transplant organs, you need to have organs to transplant, and that's uh, the role of the Sherry Network. Uh, education of the public with regard to the need for, for, for donor organs, uh, and obviously logistics of, of procuring and, and allocating those organs. So the, the work of the Sherry Network is absolutely essential to what we do uh, in transplantation and transplant surgery. We, we can't do anything without them. As it relates to those, Dr. Iyer, who are waiting, what public awareness message should we be sending to them regarding um, the connection between COVID-19, first wave, second wave, whatever it is, and the safety? I know we started talking about precautions and, and guidelines, et cetera, early on in this broadcast, but what should the message be to them about their situation and whether they should or shouldn't continue to pursue this? I think the message is simple, you know, each one of us have to be vigilant, they especially so because, you know, um, the chances of them once they get a COVID, you know, because of their comorbidities, they become sicker. So follow, you know, social distancing, hand hygiene, uh, be vigilant at all times. And then again, there is a constant communication between our team and our patients continuously to continue to reassure them, update them. You know, we talk about the possible symptoms, uh, if anybody at all have any possible symptoms. We talk about what are the things to be done, what is um, the next step, when should they call in, you know, to be hospitalized, what are the concerning uh, parameters we look for. All of them have a pulse oximeter at home. All of them learn, you know, to check their temperatures. They know to, they and their family are educated about, you know, the symptoms and really be vigilant about it. I think it's all about constant communication, reassurance, and, you know, for them to follow what everybody else and ideally all each of us should be doing. Steve, I think the other thing, uh, I think the other thing that's important for, for patients to, to know is that our hospitals as well are vigilant with regard to uh, safety uh, and now testing of all potential transplant recipients, um, uh, isolating transplant recipients in, in COVID negative areas in the hospital. So it is safe to proceed with transplantation. Uh, as I said early on, uh, in our kidney program, we took a short hiatus. Um, in kidney transplantation, we have the benefit that we can maintain patients on dialysis. So while those patients may wait a little while longer, it may be safer for them, you know, again, at the peak of the crisis. But right now, it is clearly safe for our transplant patients to return to our hospitals and medical centers for transplant surgery, for their care, um, and the hospitals have really taken every precaution possible as well. Dr. Kamasa, jump in because yeah. we're, not, we're not talking about kidneys on your end. Yeah, well, so no, actually, I was going to make a general comment about the vigilance uh, with, uh, you know, precautions, uh, both for pre- and post-transplant patients. I really think it's important. I wish there could be some sort of an advertisement that people could watch where you would show a whole bunch of normal-looking people, young, old, whatever, and say, look, these are reasons why you have to be careful. The young person is waiting for a heart transplant. The old person is at risk, you know, so forth and so on. There are so many people with comorbidities, comorbidities out there that look normal, perfectly normal. And, and you can't assume that you can, you know, uh, just stay away from people that look sick and, and, and then, uh, you know, right? I mean, you have to wear the mask all the time uh, because you really cannot assume that 
you won't spread it or, or it won't get spread to you some way, somehow. So I think it's really important for people to realize that this vigilance, uh, you know, it just is, it's across all people, all communities. Final question on my end in a couple of minutes we have left. The, uh, the New Jersey Sharing Network has been at this for a long time. Um, Joe Roth and Elise Glennon, we've talked to them many times on the air. We've done the whole range of public awareness programming around organ and tissue donation. But right about at this time that we're broadcasting, that we're recording this program on Zoom, thank God for technology. Right now, about this time, the 2020 transplant games would, be, would be taking place when we're doing this in July of, uh, of 2020. But it's going to happen, Dr. Geffner, in 2021, right? In New Jersey, what do you think that means? What is that opportunity, in your view, to continue to promote public awareness and the importance of organ donation? So I think it, it really means a few things. Number one is it's tremendously uplifting to all of our patients that have received transplants, that are awaiting transplants, uh, for uh, families of organ donors. Um, so it's tremendously uplifting, uh, unifying. We talked about that culture in the transplant community. So I think that's one thing that the transplant games, you know, kind of accomplishes. And the second thing really is for, you know, the, when the attention turns to those games, the public awareness uh, for people not in the transplant community to understand the issues of the need for organ donation in this country, the national shortage of heart and lung and liver and kidney and, and, and donor pancreas. Um, so I think that that's very important. Um, we, in organ transplantation and the work that the Sherry Network does, we're really completely dependent on, you know, the philanthropy of, of others and the willingness of others to, to give what is the ultimate gift. Um, and that has to start with awareness. And I think that's one of the things that the Transplant Games is going to bring uh, to that part of the population that's not in the transplant community. Well said, and otherwise known as the gift of life. Dr. Ayer, your final words? My final words are, um, you know, that we continue, all of us, not just the transplant community, you know, practice social isolation, practice, um, you know, hand hygiene, basic infection precautions, so that not only is it safe, you know, for our transplant community, but also the rest of us to curtail and do the best that we can, uh, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, which we are going to be in for a long time. But at you the look, same time, you know, to answer your previous question about the transplant games, I can right. tell you in the words of my transplant recipients who are so looking forward and, you know, especially given the opportunity of doing ballroom dancing and uh, golf and dart, I mean, they were super excited. They, they told me that it's tremendously uplifting that we do have the transplant uh, games next year. They are looking forward to it, you know, together as a team, they are looking forward to, you know, further strengthening themselves and you know educating and I think it's really inspiring that we have something to look forward to in the midst of all of this. I, don't, I can't imagine people being even being more excited or appreciating those transplant games any more than they will be in the summer of 2021. Uh, your final words on that Dr. Camacho? Well Steve we're giving him another year to get super hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are so excited.
Um, when I attended the meeting that announced that New Jersey was going to host this year's games, you, you could feel the, oh my God, you could feel the passion and the excitement in the room. Um, our patients are so grateful. It gives them a chance also to say thank you to the donor families, to the, to the organ procurement organizations, to everybody that may, helps make it happen. And I think as you know, Dr. Iron, Dr. Geffner said, when you highlight and showcase that to the, to the world, it, it just speaks volumes. Uh, and they have to see the people involved. Well said. Dr. Camacho, Dr. Iyer, Dr. Geffner, um, thank you for, for being with us. Um, continue the important work that you do every day. Um, and we appreciate all of you who've watched this broadcast, particularly uh, online. Um, the Sharing Network information has been up. The 2021 Transplant Games will happen in New Jersey in July of um, a year from when we're taping this. We want to thank you for joining us. Catch you next time. To watch more Think Tank with Steve Adubato, find us online and follow us on social media. Think Tank with Steve Adubato has been a production of the Caucus Educational Corporation. Funding has been provided by the Healthcare Foundation of New Jersey, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey, the Russell Berry Foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Investors Bank, Fedway Associates, Inc., Johnson & Johnson, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, and by United Airlines. Promotional support provided by Meadowlands Chamber and by NJ.com. In the fabric of America, they are the toughest threads. One of the first things they learned was the code that every service member lives by. Leave no one behind. Now all of us need to live by it too because some veterans are being left behind. 20 of them take their own lives every day. Learn how to be there for a veteran at betherefoveterans.com. Honor the code, be there, leave no one behind.